Okay. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Living Your Juiciest Life Ever, where we have amazing conversations with incredible women that come from a place of self-love, selfless to self-full, from self-loathing to self-love, from this evolvement and development of growing into who it is that they have been created to be so that they can share with you so that you can be inspired into stepping it up and living from your juiciest place ever, living from that full cup with full self-love, owning your voice and your unique creative expression. And today I am honored and blessed to welcome Miss Cyrita Fields. Uh, we actually met on uh, LinkedIn of all places. I actually saw her as a result of another contact of mine and I went, she looks really interesting. I'm going to go have a look. <laughs> and so I invited her to come on to the podcast to share with, with you all. And she is a licensed massage therapist, a business owner, an author of one book, and there's another one coming. I'm not going to tell you what that is, but it will be in the podcast description. She is also an inspirational speaker and a life coach. She promotes self-love and self-care. She is on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> also, she believes in the importance of healing, not just the body, but the mind and the spirit. For when we only do one, we don't receive full healing. Cyrita is happily married with a 12-year-old son. And she's about to have her second child with her amazing husband. His name is Lance. So we're just, uh, she's just waiting on that. Let's just hope this, this child waits until it's really time. <laughs> Welcome, Serena. Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be with us today. Thank you, Kay, for having me. I'm so excited to speak to you guys. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. So when we're going to, we're going to jump right in and, uh, can you describe for the audience today? I mean, now you're in this beautiful place, but we're going to ask you to kind of go through some of your hero's journey and walk through a time when you were giving too much to others and neglecting yourself in the process. Okay. So um, I will say that um, now that I'm actually pregnant again, I definitely was able to understand the importance of taking care of myself. First, um, I definitely came from a journey of being a people pleaser. And what that means is just doing what people wanted me to do. So I had to get to the point of realizing, Sarita, you come first and you really come first because I'm pregnant now, right? So when I'm tired, <laughs> I just kick my feet up. When I don't want to answer my phone at the time, I just decide, you know what, I'll put that call off and answer later. So I realized the importance of taking care of myself and definitely having peace. And I was just at that place like, why am I rushing to answer my phone? Why am I rushing to get back to text messages? Putting my priorities in order is even... Um, 
some cases I had to, um, you know, when it comes to ministry, I had to get off of a team because I already was entering into another team. So I wear all these different hats and I'm like, you know, something has to give. Uh, I actually was working a job recently about a couple of months ago. I found out like, or just felt like with me being pregnant and being at home, being used to always going out, traveling, doing massages for my clients that, you know what? I don't have anything to do. I'm so used to being on the go all the time. And now all of a sudden, it's like, I need to do something. So I tried it and realized this is too much for me. So I'm just going to go ahead and just let it go. And it was interesting. What made me decide to just let it go and leave the job was, first of all, I had um, got up one morning. And I don't know uh, if you guys, you know, been pregnant before or what, but know what Braxton Hicks contractions is. So it's been a long time. It's been 12 years since I had any kids. So I was like, you know, getting up in the morning, happened my husband was at home. He took off work. And I'm like, I feel this pain. And it just, it feels weird. It feels like I have to go to the bathroom or I just don't know what it is. And I was unable to move. It got to the point that I couldn't even get ready for work. So I'm getting ready for work, but I couldn't. So I was like, okay, Lord, what are you telling me? Because this is pretty bad. I can't even move. Usually, you know, I'll be able to move and, um, you know, just be able to work past the pain, as they say. And I couldn't. All I could do is just lay down and just curl up in the bed. And I told my husband, I said, text my boss and tell him I can't make it. So once I did that, then I got another call from the doctor saying that my uh, glucose test, I failed it. So I had to take off another day of work <laughs> because I had to go get the uh, test done. And this time the three hour. So I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I throw my hands up. I'm going to have to figure out what I need to do. So I had a deliverance session, which I am on a deliverance team. Oh, wow. And that's a part of ministry. And I was told, Sarita, you're an overachiever. And that's not good. Meaning you need to learn how to put your priorities in order and let stuff go and not feel bad for doing it. Don't feel like you have to always do something to be doing it, you know, basically have some type of pace and I was like wow at first I was really numb you know just listening and then I really got it so I picked up my phone I called my boss I said I quit <laughs> because my focus is my pregnancy and then I had to tell uh, uh, my team leader that I can't be on that team right now that I'm focusing on being healthy for my baby and I will tell you guys it was like a whole lot of weight that lifted off of me. I'm trying to do all these things and I'm like not realizing because as an overachiever, as someone that's always doing something, you don't realize it. All you know, you're, you're going, you're going, you're going and you don't know how to stop. You don't know what your capacity level is. And once I did that, I said, wow, I really have control over what's going on around me. 
okay. and not letting it, yeah, get to That's me. amazing. Yep. So I want to, I want to talk about this because I think this is super important. Um, the, uh, the feeling of weight being lifted off of your shoulders that you didn't even know was there. And you were so used to having that weight on top of you that when you didn't have it at first, because before you took the job and you had mm -hmm. less things that you were doing, you had that freedom, but you were like, I'm in a really weird space. I don't feel right. Exactly. So not feeling right is not always a bad thing. It's because mm -hmm. it's a new thing. It can feel yes. not right, but that exactly. doesn't make it not right. That's true. What a miracle. And so, and so then putting yourself in that position, like, okay, now I'm feeling normal again. Cause I have this, that, that amount of pressure on me that I'm used to having. Mm -hmm. Right. And then yes. the baby was going, no, that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then really seeing it when you went and you talked, you know, you went and had some help, but really seeing it and experiencing it. Oh, Oh, that's not a bad feeling to have mm -hmm. that weight released. It's freedom. Yeah, exactly. That's incredible. Exactly. Wow. I just really wanted to acknowledge that experience for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and I wanted people to really hear that because I yes. think that that's amazing. Like it's just, it really, because I think women are always in that space of, right? Just going, 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 exactly. adding, 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 and never subtracting anything until we break. That's true. That's true. <laughs> just That's true. Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should be doing it. That's true. And it might not be the season for it. You probably, um, and that's what I was told too, like, just because you're told you know, that this is something you should do. You should always, you know, think and make the decision. Is this the time for that? So for me, even after that happened, when I got other opportunities, you know, it can become difficult. You have all of these people saying, hey, you should talk on here. You should speak on here. You should do this. You should do that. But you never take the chance to realize, like, for myself, I'm like, I'm about to deliver soon. So I really can't waste any more time when it comes to, you know, getting all of these engagements and everything. And yeah, just learning that I come first. Beautiful. Yes. That's so beautiful. Oh, so what was the defining moment when you realized that something was missing? What did it feel like when you and what did it feel like when you made the shift? Is that the, the same thing that we were just talking about or? I think, no, I think it was, this is actually something totally different because this is what we're going to back up a little bit of time now. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause that's when you had a really big breakthrough. So yes. please share that journey with us. So uh, this journey is definitely spiritual. Um, I was at a place where I was dating someone and I was in an unhealthy relationship. And honestly, we wasn't in a relationship, but we had a child together. And so um, during that time, I was really convinced that we would make a great couple, you know, being that we lived together. So we were living together. And, um, you know, you know how you have someone that shows signs as if they're interested. But then it's those other signs where you're like, but... I don't know if this is it, but long story short, 
I got frustrated. I got frustrated with trying to understand this person and what this person wanted from me. So I decided to ask the Lord, like, hey, reveal to me if this is the person for me. Not even marriage. I just said, reveal if this person is for me. And I had like a, a experience and it was actually near-death experience where the person I was with, he snapped and he had basically was trying to use a weapon against me. And at that moment, I was like, Lord, you know, I always, I had this talk with someone like when you have a near-death experience, you have flashbacks. You know, you think back like to how your life was going and how it was doing. And you know, in your mind, you're like, I haven't been living right. So I have surrendered. I said, Lord, you know, if this is my way to go, just let it happen. And uh, reality, once it hit, he showed me like through the person's reaction that my life was spared, you know, just simply because I was at that breaking point where I wanted to give up on my life. And it was like, oh, but I forgot I asked them, right? I forgot to, you know, I asked them that, you know, show me if this person is for me. So he, so he basically showed me that if this person snaps on you, this is what's going to happen. Right. And do you want that? You know, that was by choice. So um, you would think I would have received that like, okay, yes, Lord, I understand. I'm going to go forward. I didn't receive it too well. I went into depression. I went into depression because I felt like I failed my family. I felt like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do to protect it. Yeah. I felt like, you know, like I failed in some type of sense. So once I realized I was in this dark place, I, I called out the name of Jesus. And I was just like, started speaking in tongues. And all of a sudden, I was like, I want to go back to church. I want to resubmit myself to Christ because I had submitted myself to Christ before when I was young, but I didn't understand. So as an adult in my 20s, I'm like, I'm going to resubmit because I need healing. I need help. I, I know that this feeling of being depressed is not normal and that, you know, I don't want to drive myself to the point where, you know what I'm saying? I lose my mind. Mm -hmm. So what I found at that time, I found Christ again. And once I found Christ again, it really leads up to where I am today, how successful I am, how healthy my marriage is and everything else, because I had to resubmit myself and get your, and, even, and get your perspectives, right? <laughs> exactly. And get my perspectives, right. So uh, that is, that is something that I realized. I felt like I had lost uh, my relationship with Christ and which I didn't have a relationship. I felt like, I felt like I was just, you know, just praying when I needed to pray and seeking him when I needed to seek him. But guess what? I didn't submit myself. I didn't submit my life. I didn't submit my own will and my own plan. So yeah, once I went back to church and resubmitted, that's when my life changed. Right on. What happened? Your uh, near-death experience. What, what was that? What, what was that experience? Um, so I was just hanging out with my friends at the house, and my um, actually my child's father. He uh, walked in on us. We all was just having fun, drinking, playing games, and just enjoying one another. So in his eyes, he felt like I was cheating on him. 
And I, I didn't understand that either. I didn't understand like how you could cheat on someone and you guys are not together. But his understanding was that we live together. So that has to be close, right? <laughs> so um, he snapped when he, you know, saw what was going on. And he had already um, had a weapon. He already had a gun. And that gun was supposed to be uh, to protect us. And that was my thing. I couldn't understand. It was, to, it was there to protect us. But when you snapped, you was going to use it on me. You know what I'm saying? The mother wow. and the child. So that's when I really had trust issues and, and trying to understand like, okay, I asked you to show me this, Lord, but did I think it would be, you know, seen in this way? Mm. But um, yeah, he snapped, uh, waved his gun, not only at me, but everybody who was there, chased them out. And then it was just uh, me and him. And this dark place, you know, it, 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 it happened on New Year's Eve night, like, you know, and so it was at night. So it was just like, it was scary. It was, it was experience like, wow, I, I don't think I asked for this. I asked, you know, if this was a person, but I didn't think, you know, it would amount to this type of, you know, experience or trauma. Wow. Mm-hmm. Whew. That would have been highly, it, I, I think that was probably a pretty, pretty big wake up call. Hey, <laughs> a very big wake wow. up call. It was like, if you follow and go your own way, this is where you can end up. Well, yeah. And, and if you were on yeah. that trajectory, imagine where you could be today. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. What a blessing. <laughs> it is. What a blessing. You know, it's so interesting because. There's two perspectives, right? I can look at life that it's happening to me or it's happening for me. Exactly. That's really great. I love how you put that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, that makes a heck of a lot more sense. And then it's, then I can choose more powerfully what to do with that. Exactly. This showed up for, Mm -hmm. you know, this was, I, I, there's something I'm supposed to see here that I'm not wanting to look at perhaps, you know, something like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Wow. So can you share, you've got, you've got lots of big stories in your life. So I'm glad you're writing. Yes. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's wonderful. I wanted to ask you, cause I mean, failure is a, a, a word that I use just because it's, it stands out more than, Oh, a challenge that you had. Right. But sometime that uh, was a, uh, a story, a story that you really, really struck you on your journey, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and what you chose to learn from it. Exactly. So, um, so this one goes past to uh, when I decided on what I wanted to do career-wise. So, um, I had, well, I had finished up massage therapy school. So, our next journey was to take the Emblex exam. So that's the board's exam that's going to determine if we're going to receive our license or not. So if you pass it, you can go on to the next step, and that's to apply for your license. And if you don't pass it, then you have to retake the test, right? Uh You can get your license. So um, in my case, I um, I really studied for that test. And I remember I was working at a chiropractor and uh, at that job, they were requiring me 
to have my license. So they knew that I was getting ready to take my test. So I studied, studied really hard. And the interesting thing is it was one section, which was the ethics section, that you would think, you know, that it's common sense, you know, that when you're taking the test, you'll know, like, this is what you're supposed to do. It's, it was all about professionalism, right? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, I felt like I have this. I don't have to study that. I study everything else, but ethics, I got this. So when I was in there taking the test, I went across actually a lot of the tests, probably over half of the test was on ethics. So I remember I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, I, I should have studied more on that. I said, I don't feel good about this. So once I was done, lo and behold, I failed the test. I got the results and it just made me feel so sick to my stomach that as I looked at the results, I miss the most in the ethics section, right? The section that I refused to study for. So I remember I literally, once I left the testing site, I put on my sunglasses and I cried mm. from the testing site all the way until I got back to my parents' house. And I just happened to say, you know what, let me just go to the park. You know, something about the park, something about uh, nature is what relaxes me. Mm -hmm. So I went to the park, cried some more, and out of the side, like, of my, you know, eye, I see my nephew, and I don't know if you guys, when you try to be so strong, but when a person sees you in the moment, it was like, how do I explain this? So I see him, I'm bawling, like, crying, like, I couldn't even get myself together, and he said, you know, what is, is everything okay? And I said, no, I just failed my test. And he said, you know what, Sarita? He said, I'm going to tell you this. You are a massage therapist no matter what, no matter if you failed the test. And that was it. And all of a sudden, I just snapped back to reality. Like, just because I failed this test does not mean it's the end. I wasn't thinking about retaking the test but I knew that there was still hope there. I could still work somewhere, you know? Not all jobs require you to have your license. At least I'll work my way back to that again. Mm -hmm. But I knew it hurt so bad that I wasn't ready to go back to it again. So I um, realized uh, once I got a job, another job, that I was told the same thing. Like, you don't need your license we're going to go ahead and hire you anyways. But the job was too far. So I ended up looking for another job. And this job said, hey, we're going to pay you this. And once you receive your license, we're going to pay you more. So I got tired of living this limited type of lifestyle. And it was really hitting my finances hard. I said, you know what? I'm going to retake the test. Now is the time. <laughs> so I studied nice. this time. And, you know, it was like nine, 10 months later. And I was just like, I just felt like I was floating this time. I didn't feel so much pressure. I didn't feel like, you know, I had to study so hard. Cause why? Cause I already studied for it. Right. So this time I felt like I was more prepared. So I remember on the day of uh, me retaking my test, I literally said, false evidence appearing real <laughs> fear breaking down the word fear and yes. the acronym false evidence appearing real 
I said, when I come back into this house, I just started declaring things. I said, my life is not going to be the same. <laughs> so I believe that. So once I went to the testing site, I took the test and I hit that moment again, like, oh my God, I don't know this answer. But I said, but Sarita, you've been in the field for so many months, right? You got this. So once I finished the test, I turned it in and then I got this chill. I was like, I don't know. What if I fell again? Like, I'm gonna have to repeat this all over again. I just started having anxiety. So the lady uh, called me up there, gave me my results. And she looked at me. She said, you passed. I said, I what? <laughs> no, you didn't even think you passed. I literally told her, I said, um, can you check the sheet? Is that my name on there? Like, is this a joke? Like, And she looked, she's like, no, honey, you passed. You passed the test. And I looked at it and I saw my name and I just saw the questions and how close I was with the answers. And I just was like, oh my God. So um, I just did something that's not normal. Not something that you would really rarely see at a testing site. When I walked out the door, I started praising God. And I literally hit the floor. <laughs> I started crying. I was weeping. I was weeping so hard that somebody came next to me and said, oh my God. She's like, did you fail or something? I said, no, I passed. I said, you guys don't understand like how much I went through during this process to get back to this place to retake this test. And, and they were like, oh my God, that is amazing. You know, <laughs> so that was my breakthrough. That was my time where I was just like, I did it. I didn't give up. And it what it did for me, it helped me realize that you, you will always have another chance. Like, even if you do fail, it, even though the word failure seems to be a harsh word, it's just that moment. And guess what? You have the opportunity to learn from it and to apply it to what you need to do and just get better at it. And I realized it's also been a repeat throughout my life. Like, if I don't do well at a speaking engagement or if my book doesn't sell like I want it, or if I don't have all the clients I want, it's that fa failure is going to always be there. You're going to always fail at something, but you have to know how to overcome it. So I will, I will always realize that I'm an overcomer. So apparently that's why <laughs> I've been hit with these different things because the Lord trusts me so much to know that, yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah, you're going to cry. Yeah, it's not going to be the best feeling in the world, but guess what? Once you succeed and you do well in it and you overcome it, it's going to be as if like it's a breath of fresh air. So I definitely was excited about that. <laughs> right on. No, that's great. So a couple of things came up for me. So even if you do fail, you will always have another chance. Mm -hmm. So it's not the end of the game. It's only the middle. It's only always in the middle exactly it ain't over till you say it's over <laughs> exactly right it's like it's, it's your like, choice right? i'm done with that i don't need to go there anymore i'm letting it go and it's not because i failed it's because i did that it didn't work for me it doesn't fit for me exactly and i don't need to have a long i don't have to qualify that right mm -hmm. i can just go i'm done 
moving to the next thing, but I'm still in the middle of my story. Exactly. My story is not over, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I love that though. Even if you do fail, you will always have another chance. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. I love that. Wonderful. Ah, love it. So what would you say is a really, really powerful thing that you do every day that helps you to stay on track to keep moving forward? Um, Morning devotion is very important to me. uh, And what do you do for your morning devotion? Um, So first, uh, listen to praise and worship, you know, to set the atmosphere, like pretty much what we do in church. And then I go into prayer. Sometimes if it's on my heart, I'll go into scriptures first, then go into prayer. Mm-hmm. But I just can't stop. I just can't start my day without acknowledging the Lord, you know? So um, that's definitely my routine. Uh, it sets the tone for the day for me. Uh, definitely helps me to remain positive, you know, because I feel like we definitely have the ability to claim our day you know, to say how we want our day to go. So if you go into it thinking negative, then chances are that's what type of day you're going to have. Yeah. But if you go into it with a peaceful mindset and just trusting in the Lord that whatever happens is for, you know, the purpose and, you know, your journey. So, yeah, I definitely think that's important. Nice. Setting up your day through devotion and gratitude. Because praise and worship is all about gratitude, isn't it? So Exactly. Yeah. Depending on uh, where people's beliefs are, that devotion is still extremely important. And meditation. Yeah. Prayer and meditation, gratitude. I love praise and worship is so cool because you're kind for me, what comes up for me is I want to dance. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what comes up for me. Music, music's my 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 groove too so me too yeah so i love that and time for some sharing on declaring declaring what is next for you so yeah what do you see for the next the next level of juiciest for you over the next one three or five years so uh well first of all i definitely want to go back to school and receive my doctor in physical therapy Oh, wow. So as a healer. Um, and I kind of had this vision when I was uh, in massage therapy school. I said, you know, I could see myself going to the next level, which would be physical therapy. Oh, interesting. I, I am interested in healing and um, healing the body more so and making sure, you know, to help the injured and the hurting. So I definitely have plenty of stories on how I know that the Lord has called me to that. Um and also, I, I want to uh, own a, a children's therapy practice that has something to do with my journey as well. I am a, a You survivor. can integrate that into that though, right? Like, yes, yeah. exactly. I don't know how yet, but I, I can see it already. Visions with I that. can see it already. Yeah. Because uh, I'm actually a survivor of a car accident. I was hit by a car at 10 years old, which could have claimed my life. Um, I, and I, I heard the Lord then, and he literally told me I had work to do. He sent me back. So, um, even my process of healing through that, right. 
you know, uh, healing through a, a dislocated right shoulder, you know, being told I wasn't going to be able to write again, you know, being told, you know, that I had, I was faced with failure then too. So uh, being told that I might have to repeat a grade. <laughs> so I went through a lot at that point. So that, that's something that ties into my journey. Also a women's day spa. So I definitely love encouraging women and helping them. Uh, I feel like I, I want to have a healing place where that is safe, where women can come to and uh, just be able to talk. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, you may not have friends or someone you can open up to. So I feel like, you know, when you are taking care of yourself, self-care, right? That's what will, you know, have you in that atmosphere to make you feel comfortable and, and willing to you know, be amongst other women. So I have a vision with that too. And my second book, um, <laughs> my goal is to publish the second book once I really get into the core of what I am, you know, what my desires are. So that uh, my readers can see with the second book that after I received the healing that I needed from uh, transforming from rejection and you know, all other things that this is the result. I was able to start all of these businesses. I was able, you know, to go on all these different quests and journeys and, and being successful in it. So, um, yeah, those are my juiciest things. That was amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. So you go and, and you're not, you're not ever going to reach the destination. It's just going to keep on not coming. <laughs> So it's an exciting journey and it's, you are living, you are an act of living and receiving and bringing up, having new creative ideas and having, you know, more yeah. visions. So there's always so much there for us. So that's a really great thing to remember is yes. connecting, connecting and receiving first before giving. So you can come that's from that. It. So you can come from that full place. So yes. thank you so much. Sarita for sharing and thank you, you for being welcome. here. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no I problem. Totally do. <laughs> so that brings us to the close of a, another fabulous conversation with an amazing woman that is stepping into her dream every day as it grows and it flows. And hopefully she brought you some great inspiration and remembering that even if you do fail, even if you do stumble, you will always have another chance if you decide that you want to try again. And moving true. into that with confidence. So thank yes. you everyone for being here and joining us for this episode of Living Your Juiciest Life Ever. Have an amazing morning, evening, or afternoon. And remember mm -hmm. this, you are a miracle. Yes. <laughs>